And we are live and back. I love doing tangy talks with you every Friday, Victor Feria. Same here, same here. Just uh, it's like the highlight of my Friday and especially going into the weekend. And look, now not only are we live here on LinkedIn, but we're also live on our brand new YouTube channel. So if you want to be our fourth subscriber, head on <laughs> over to YouTube today and join us. I think uh, we're at three at three last week. So, you know, yeah. inching along. Inching along, man. But we have fun and we're bringing a whole great new episode to you, value-packed. And we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, I know we were going to end with this, but I think we should start with this. Let's do so it. We, we've got the Super Bowl coming up oh, this yeah. weekend, right? We've got those vacation rental markets exploding with people traveling to Las Vegas to go see this game, and the hotels are packed. But who are you going for in this game with San Francisco versus Kansas City? I'd like to, uh, I want to predict, I think this one is going to go to Kansas City. It's going to be, which one is it? It's like their third or fourth one already. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they're building a dynasty there. And if I want to predict, and we can look back on this, I want to say the score will end up around 28 uh, to 21, uh, Kansas wow. City. So a little bold statement there. So we'll see if that, that comes accurate. All right, my bold statement will be we will see Taylor Swift in her box <laughs> seven times. Seven times throughout the broadcast. That could be I'm a fun, uh, a fun Over little under. drinking game, right? A fun little drinking game. Every time it uh, just pans out to Taylor Swift, you take a, yeah. a nice little swig of whatever you have in your hands. I like it. I think <laughs> it's a fun game. We should try it. So, all right, we've got your score 28-21, and we've got my over-under of Taylor Swift being shown seven times seven on times? the broadcast. Okay. okay. I think that might be short. I think that might be short, but we'll see. That'll be a fun, uh, a fun thing to watch. But it's cool. First Super Bowl there, and the market is exploding. I talked about this on the other podcast where yeah. you know the hotel market is going bananas and rates are going crazy. Sure. But I looked really quick. People started off really high with a lot of their vacation rental rates. Right and now, they're starting to come down a little bit, which is part of the process, right? Like when we have big events, what do we try to do? We try to go way up, see what we catch, and then what else do we do? Yeah. And then when the dates are actually coming a little closer, we start bringing those down, you know, getting them back to, back to, to market value. And we and we do a little research, you know, what are competitors uh, doing and what are their their rates? Uh, but, yeah, definitely set them high a couple of months, uh, you know, away from it. See if you could capture those big, you know, premium rates and then, you know, bring them down as we go. Yeah, because here, if your first time listening to us, we're located here in Miami. So we have Miami, sure. Miami Beach and Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood. So we got... All around the stadium that has F1 and the tennis tournament and Dolphins games and other Super Bowls and giant concerts. So we're used to doing exactly. all of those things. Yeah, and we've been lucky to host a couple of Super Bowls, too. Uh, yeah. Those, those have been wild. <laughs> now we got World Cup coming, too. That's the, the other World thing Cup in coming. 2026. Yeah. All right, we so got to get a tangy of... box. We got to get our tangy box for that. We got to we got to be out there. That's It's going to be super cool. I think uh, a lot of stuff, are, a lot of neat stuff is coming to um to Miami, we got April now. We got the, the Lyft Golf Tournament. We have our Formula One in May, so it's going to be yeah. a busy one for us. Boat show. We got wine festival. Uh, Can't complain. We got. A, I got official media pass. Did I tell you that? No, you did not. Where? All right. So to wine and food festival. The so wine and food festival. Okay. I need a cameraman two days. So I want to be my cameraman. <laughs> I got you. I Come got on you. with me, dude. Yeah, I'll be uh, in the background uh, taking sips and taking little bites. You know, I gotta. Um, I got to reap the benefits. It's true, man. <laughs> well, talking about great places to have vacation rentals and managing things, 
let's get into our first topic for the best places to invest in a vacation rental for 2024. So AirDNA, uh, which is a pro, uh, program out there that looks at all of the markets and takes all real live data. And we were a user of it for many years, uh, has broken down and given their assessment for the top markets. And they have a way to kind of go through it, um, which talks about like the ADR, the compression in the market, you know, the availability of hotels and the prices. So they have a unique formula that they use to come kind of go through it. Right. But they found that there's some interesting cities that maybe you and I would never have thought of that we're looking at now as a potential right. um, to go in. So you want me to talk, talk about the top five and list them or do you want to go through the top five real quick? Yeah, I could list them uh, really quickly here. And it's uh, we'll start from number five here. We got Sneed Ferry, North Carolina. And then we got four, uh, Spring Hill, Florida. Then third, we got Logan, Ohio. Second, we have Ellsworth, Maine. And then last one, or first one, sorry, is Columbus, Georgia. So I will be sincere. I probably know two out of the five. (laughs) Yeah. And what they're saying is, so listeners, the reason they're picking these as them is that it is a market that has still has strong demand because it's not filled with hotels and a lot of the things that people want to go see in those markets are national parks like in columbus georgia they've got the longest urban whitewater course in the country and there's not many places to be able to stay to go enjoy it so vacation rentals are popping up for people to be able to go there and enjoy that and also the requirements to get a permit uh, for the vacation rentals isn't as hard as some cities that we know are ultra hard right? right um on this list, they did mention, I think, number 25 was Largo, Florida, which okay. is in the Keys. And you know that yeah. those are a really hard area to be able to get a license. Yeah. Um, so what's cool about this top five, as we talk about Columbus, Georgia, and Ellisworth, Maine, and Logan, Ohio, and Spring Hill, Florida, and Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina, is that these, like we said, we don't know these cities, uh, but they're still showing to be a demand where you can build a great vacation rental business if you give great quality service and know how to manage rates you can do this in places that have some kind of tourist demand right right and so what do we tell people when they come to us because they come to us all the time with i want to do vacation rental what do we tell them yeah i mean the first the first part i mean you covered it right there is uh on the regulations portion you know you we could see that when there is transparency and it's black and white you know with your regulations uh, people are attracted to that. It's much easier for them to get, you know, their permits and invest in those certain areas. So if uh, you're a city out there and you want to, you know, get your Airbnb local market um, higher and, and you're, you know, in government and can change these policies, um, you know, you could see right off the bat having a good regulation and a good permit process that's black and white will make uh, will make it uh, will make it appealing for investors. Yeah, because we go into some places even in our county, we're in Miami-Dade County, we're yeah. also in Broward County and some others, but there's different cities in that county that have different rules. And right. so there's not like one way to do certain things, which makes it really challenging. But I think yeah. the other thing to really think about is that you need some kind of attraction. You need something that people are going to want to go to and then need to stay overnight somewhere. Right. Because right? we have people that come to us and they're, they just bought on the wrong side of the highway. There's nothing over there or they right. bought in a neighborhood thinking that all right i bought this amazing piece of land that people are going to come to all the time but it's way out in the middle of nowhere right so 
I know you and I have these talks with them and right. we look at certain things. And so when we're looking at a potential client coming on, what do you look at when they give us a location? So immediately, I, you know, I'm looking at the, the market. I'm running, I'm running an analysis. You touched on it um, earlier. You know, there's AeroDNA. There's other softwares like Key Data uh, that really do a good job at, you know, showing the market and seeing what, um, what, that, what that certain area is looking for. You know, it's, uh, you know, occupancy, annual revenue, as well as, you know, the, uh, the ADR, average daily rate. So those are the, you know, those three numbers that, that you should definitely look for. And then also the cap rate. You know, if you are investing, ensuring that the uh, the value of the mortgage, you know, you'll be able to cover it with the with the short term uh, revenue. So that's really important. And I was actually surprised, Steve, that um, I'm pretty sure like two years ago, um, top five, we had Florida on there uh, more than once. So it was pretty eye opening to see that we only have one um, area in Florida uh, yeah. this year. So that yeah, tells you little, something as well. Right. It shows that, look, we know this market got flooded with vacation rentals and certain areas got flooded with illegal units and when i say illegal like we do things the right way we go get a permit we tell our partners like you need this permit in place to be able to right. do it right um and some neighborhoods like if you just go on airbnb or vrbo right now as you're listening to us not while you're driving but <laughs> pause this and look is you can search any city that you're in just do a quick search of how many people are around you doing this and look at their prices and their reviews and see if you think that you could compete because this is a competition. This is not, uh, you know, getting in here and think you're going to print money. Like there's some people that rent out a bedroom just for some extra cash. But if you really are investing in this, you got to be doing it the right way. And no, there's other people out there that want the same market share. So if you come into our cities, you're competing against me and Victor, you're competing against other companies that are doing this at a top level. Exactly. You got to be ready. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw those investors come in in 2021, paid premium price uh, for those properties. Um, and now, you know, as demand stabilizes, uh, they're starting to notice, you know, that uh, it's, it's not, a, not a, uh, an investment that um, profits enough for, for them to cover their, you know, their expenses and their overhead. So that's something definitely you need to look at. And what we always talk about, right, it's uh, bringing in a unique property, bringing an experience. Um, that sets you apart from the competitors. And those are the ones that are, you know, really outperforming the middle of the road properties, like we always say, um, you know, those are the ones that, uh, uh, that, will, that will, you know, stay behind. What, what's your favorite quote about the Ikea, um, uh, Steve? If you get Ikea furniture, you get Ikea prices. There you go. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, Ikea is great for certain Nothing things. Right. So I don't hate on Ikea. You keep knocking saying, Ikea. <laughs> we like it. We have some pieces, but you can't furnish the whole place and the think. That someone's Agreed. going to be excited to be in your place when they look at the pictures and know they saw that bed at Ikea for $80. Agreed. Um, agreed. 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 But the other thing too, like I was meeting with an investor yesterday for coffee and right. just kind of going over it. And, you know, this is a hotel investor. And I started telling him our point of view of how we want to really mix both worlds of vacation rental and the best of hotels. Right. And what we're seeing is hotel people don't, they don't realize that when we look at vacation rentals to be successful, we don't look at studios. We don't want the studios, really. We don't really want anything that's not at least a one bedroom with a kitchenette because there's no differentiator against hotels. Exactly. And so I have to explain that to people. Um, even the most like e experienced hoteliers, they're like, wow, I didn't really realize that's how you look at us. I was like, yeah, because why would you come stay in our studio vacation rental if I could go stay at a hotel for a similar price? Exactly. Exactly. So... 
you know, it was interesting to have that talk. And I think if you're listening out here, think about that. If you're looking to invest, don't get sold the dream. Some of these developers are building these new condos everywhere that are short-term rental friendly, but they're all hotel rooms. Basically. Right? So how are you going to compete? Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a big flood of, um, one bedrooms, one uh, one bathrooms in the market. And speaking here generally for for Miami, um, and and we're seeing that it's really hard to you know set yourself apart with that. So think of uh, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, anything over one bedroom, one bathroom. Um, that's where you set yourself apart. Yeah. And another note, just so you keep this in our mind, that for us to know, Marriott is adding six hundred and thirty six thousand hotel rooms in the next year. Yeah. Wow. And Hilton is coming in behind them with like another 500,000 and change. So they're growing Incredible. 35% each of them, like in the thirties. So right. very aggressively, they're getting into more of this extended stay market. Oh, yeah. So people will have more competition. There'll be more places to stay, which is great for travelers. But if you're an operator, just make sure you know where you're going. And these are the top five cities. So go back and replay it. Uh, go, go back to the beginning of this as uh, we say, go look at these cities because there's some good opportunities there. Yeah, and check out the other because uh, we 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 saw this uh, article in Business Insider, so they put their top 24. So uh, there's an interesting top 10, and then uh, you know top 24 is a very interesting list as well. So yep. go check that out. And Airdna put it out that Business Insider wrote about. So there you right. go. There so you we go. Got them all there. <laughs> uh, you can go to their, both websites, and we'll put them in the link below here. But like we talked about some places struggling, right? Yep. And so we've had people that we've tried to help and they're just not in the right spot. Right. There's a, another way to do business, right? You don't have to just do short term. Exactly. We're taking some people into long term rentals, right? And why are we doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, and it's a great segue from the conversation that we were just having. It's, uh, um, you know, being flexible and having that flexibility uh, is key, especially right now in our market where we're seeing, you know, the long-term rental value um, raise, you know, because there is a lot of demand, a lot of people coming from up north, uh, moving down here to Miami, that's pushing, you know, the rental rate um, a little higher. So we're being flexible. We're offering, you know, all of our clients, all of our owners, the ability to go long-term. Um, and what we're doing is we're, you know, as we know that our busiest six months, you know, starts from December, you know, all the way through end of May, uh, June, July. So we're saying, hey, you know, these are our key six months. You know, why don't we find a long term tenant for six months on the off season um, while, you know, while, while the market is uh, for hospitality is not um, at its peak. And then when that six months, you know, uh, finishes, that lease finishes with the tenant, we convert it back into short term rental. And we have that flexibility of, you know, um, uh, utilizing those both markets um, and, 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 and making the most profit for the property. So I think being flexible is something that, you know, you got to be open to. Yep. And I would say, listen, we're not attorneys here on this podcast, but if you're hearing this and you're doing short-term rental, thinking about switching to long-term, make sure you review the laws in your areas. Correct. Because it's very different than managing short-term rentals. If you want to do long-term, you have to have a certain licenses in place. You have to work with a licensed realtor. So make sure you understand what you're doing. But very we important. do, and we want to make sure we do things the right way. And we right. continue to do things the right way for our real estate partners because you know, some homes are just not in the right spot, but they can do very well in a longer term rental or like you said six months, nine months a year if they need to, and then flip back and forth yeah. based off of what's going on in the market. Yeah. And what, and what do we I mean? We see all the time, Steve. I mean, we've been in hospitality for, for a long time, and I think we discussed this in our last uh, podcast, but 
you know, the wave of hospitality, right? I mean, the the ups and the downs of um, of hospitality. We've been in the hotel world and now the short term rental world, um, and we see those peaks and valleys. So, you know, being patient and and you know, peaks and valleys do come do come and go. So, uh, just being patient in that aspect, right? Yeah, like we were just talking on with Sarah Dandishi about this, where um, you know she's a big travel influencer. She's on a lot of morning shows talking about travel. Is that you know, it might be skewed, but the American Lodging Hotel Association did a review where travelers are skewing back to hotels because they want to believe in that the, their standards, they know what they're getting, all of these things. Right. So the, I think the vacation rental, like we had so many people coming into the market, that didn't yeah. know what they were doing. And some people yeah. had some bad experiences, started shifting out. So I'm actually happy about that, that people have crashed and burned. I never want to wish ill on them, on anyone who's trying to make a living. But they got out of the business. They closed. Their companies went out of business. And now the operators are doing well, are rising to the top. There you go. There you go. So we'll continue seeing that. Um, but we had a question. And I'm just, you know, we can we started getting questions from people as they've been listening to us. And I just wanted to take it on and see, you know, some strategies here. So this one comes from Carlos in Miami. And he said, what are some steps for converting my short-term rental to a long-term rental? What should I think about differently? from the two. So what would you tell Carlos from our hometown of Miami? Yeah, right away, you know, what I'm thinking about is, um, you know, listing it uh, furnished or unfurnished. And what are the benefits for for those two and looking into that? Um, you know, if you can afford, uh, let's say a family wants to come in long term, they want to bring their furniture for six to, you know, nine or 12 months, um, then, you know, maybe is it worth it to get a storage, leave that furniture in there? Um, so when you want to convert back to short-term rental, you could go ahead and bring that in. You add that uh, price into the rental agreement. So uh, that's one thing. And then secondly, you know, uh, like you mentioned earlier, make sure that you're looking um, and hiring the right uh, team to to uh, one manage the property. And then secondly, for the tenant process, you know, you got to make sure that you get the background checks, uh, the credit checks, and all of that. So you make sure you have a good tenant um, in in the property for you know a said period. So. That's really important. Those would probably be my two best advice. And we're doing that uh, currently right now. So we're in the thick of that. Um, so we're learning as we go as well. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and you're looking to go back and forth, go from short term to long term or long term to short term, you've got us here. We're happy to help you any which way. Um, now we've got experience in both. And talking about getting clients onboarded here, right? We have been really focused on doing this. And you know, I think this is what we realized is getting somebody onboarded. So if you're out there, you're just starting your company, you're a short term, you're getting into the short term rental game, onboarding your clients, unless you're leasing out and doing, you know, this arbitrage model, which we don't recommend. Working with your partners is the most important to set expectations uh, so that you don't have headaches down the road. And we've oh, yeah. kind of tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and tweaked this to or I think we've got it down to like our proven process that this works now. Um, and I'll, I'll hate on Victor for a second. Victor yeah. used to call me like, Oh my God, this, <laughs> I didn't explain this. And now they're calling me at midnight about answering this. Cause they're in a different time zone and we're managing this country. So this trial came and really error, right? from us trial and error. Like All right, that we took that this one worked. So exactly. why don't you give us the process here? Yeah. That is our process from after we get that first call and take it away. There you go. Yeah. And we should definitely share that, you know, that one pager that we um, that we had made. It's we call it the tangy proven process. Um, so, you know, I would get that first initial call and the 
uh, clients would be, you know, I love everything uh, that you guys offer. I love the services. You know, I, I, we like speaking with you. We, we believe in what you guys do. We want to, you know, team up. What are the next steps? Um, and I kept getting that question. I kept getting that question. I'm like, man, I need or we need something to show them visually, you know, what that looks like. Um, so we created the Tangy Proven process from beginning to basically the end, um, which the end being their property has been listed in several marketing channels and it's out in the world ready to to book. Um, so from from that step, you know, as, as Steve was mentioning, um, you know, we created an onboarding process for the owners where we're sitting down, we're sitting, we're sending them first before we sit down with them on what to expect. Um, and I, I got it right here. Idea. There you go. Thank you, Steve. That is perfect. So it's a kind of a what to expect for the for the owners. You know, we have the discovery phase, the first phase that, you know, obviously is the first line of communication um, when you're getting to know one another. Um, then we have the second um, tier, which is the education part. Um, and basically we are sending them the information of what to expect so they know what the next steps are. You know, then we're going to the property to meet them and to meet the owner in person. It's a really, really important. You know, that really sets us apart. And I've, I've noticed that, Steve. Um, when, you know, either the owner or the general manager or the, um, you know, director of the operations is going to the property and seeing and meeting the owner visually um, mm -hmm. and in person, it's, you know, really sets us apart. I tell my team all the time, you know, when a new client comes in, first thing we want to do is get in front of them, getting in front of them, you know, hearing what they need, seeing where, where we can solve their, you know, their problems or seeing where we could best, uh, best fit um, for what they need. And then it's the onboarding part. You know, the onboarding part is the important one. We set an, uh, basically a set time with the owner. It's an hour that we sit down with them and we take them through all the steps, what to expect, who to communicate, you know, with when there's a, an issue or when they have a question, um, what are their, basically their softwares that they're going to be having access to and they're going to be using during the tenure. Um, and then all the reporting and being as transparent as possible and showing them you know, how all of those systems work. Um, I, I think you could vouch for it, Steve, but it's been much, much better. I, I don't think you're getting those calls anymore complaining about, you know, the <laughs> 101 questions that we get sometimes. Um, and it's really been, you know, it's really proven to uh, to set the expectation and have the client uh, go through a really seamless process of onboarding. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, go ahead. As I say, like this has really made a huge difference. Like as we laid it out, we planned it oh, out, God. we've tweaked it many times. I would get 30 minute phone calls like, wow, what could we just do better? We would go through it. And this was like many, many times over five years to the oh, point yeah. where we got this. So if you need help with this, um, I'm sure Victor and I can help consult with you to get this up and running um, because we've done it. We're happy to share it. That's why we're showing it to you now. Um, but if you need it, feel free to reach out to us. We'll share it with you. But yeah, continue on, Victor. I love our core values on there. It, uh, they look great, right? No, I think they look great. <laughs> you know, we went through a training uh, called the Entrepreneurial Operating System um, based off of the book Traction and really got down to what we believe in and put the right people in the right seats and has made a tremendous difference in our company. Yeah, it's um, been night and day. Shout out Isabel. Yeah, shout out to Isabel. We won't give her last name yet because I don't think she's... Uh, she wants us to share till next month, but shout out to Isabel and we'll give her <laughs> last name to everybody uh, when she's ready to go. There you go. So that was the proven process of getting set up here the right way. And I really think that if you are an owner of a property and you're starting out with somebody, you want to make sure that you're understanding what the onboarding situation is going to be. 
Exactly. Because there's a lot of companies out there that will say, well, they're the cheapest and we'll get you up and running fast. And they just throw you up there just to get some more volume. You're not really a true partner. So ask those questions. What is the process of getting onboarded? What do I have access to? We talked about transparency last show. Right. How can I see what's going on? Right. These are things that, you know, if you want to learn more about the transparency part, go back to the previous episode. Um, but that is big time. And I think that's what we've done for these owners is they get to fully understand what it will be like, not only when they start, when they're up and running, and if they have emergencies or questions, we have a whole support team to help them. Yeah. Yeah. I think best advice is put yourself in, um, in, in your, you know, your client's shoes. What would you, you know, if you're uh, giving the, your keys up to your property, to your investment, um, to, you know, to your, to your life earnings, to a management company, and you're entrusting them into manage the company, you know, what is it that you want to see? What is it that um, the steps or the processes that you're interested in seeing? Um, you know, I took a lot of ideas from other, um, you know, companies or other softwares or systems that we've used. Um, and they take us through their process. Um, and I've learned a lot from them. So that's a lot of ideas have been taking, uh, taken out, you know, especially if you're selling to, uh, to an owner, you're the face of that whole process and then handing them off, um, to the second person. So I took a lot of ideas from, um, several companies, you know, shout out Guesty, uh, Breezeway, all of these companies that, um, I've taken some ideas from, um, to create, you know, the tangy yep. proven process with, uh, with your help, Steve. Yeah, our preferred partners, we we love working with them all the time. So I think this is a great place to, to kind of wrap up. We gave a lot of info. We got the top five cities to invest in. We talked about how many times you're going to see Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. <laughs> seven. <laughs> seven. Seven over under. We'll make that bet off, off here. Uh, flexibility going back from short-term rental to long-term rentals. And so if you have questions on that, feel free to reach out to us. And then onboarding. Listen, guys, if you're onboarding a new client, have that plan dialed in because it's how you start. And if you start off rough, it just continues on yeah. going yeah. that way. And you got to put in a lot of effort to make up for it. And let's and let's plug in. Let's not forget uh, February 27th. I think we got a. Oh, yeah. So February 27th, our mm -hmm. list is growing. It's going to be capped. So make sure to register. And I guess we'll put it here in the links, too. Yeah, is we have our first favor event, the Florida Alliance of Vacation Rentals. We're hosting the first Southeast chapter event at the Yotel in downtown Miami, February 27th from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. You get your welcome drink. Uh, we'll have some light bites there. Um, and we got to thank our sponsor for the event, um, which is Outdoor Adventures with Ian, who will be there. Yeah. So we're excited to see him there. And for all of you, we hope to see you in person and not just here online. And thank you to Carlos for watching and giving us your question. And if you have any questions, make sure to submit them uh, for the next show. So until next week, make sure to subscribe, like, share this if you got some value. And Victor, I'll see you soon. I won't we'll be see seeing you next soon. week. I'll see you in about an hour. There you go. Till next time. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And go Kansas City. <laughs>